Hello and welcome to another episode of The Clever Kids. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a look at a topic from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name's Tyler. Hey, and you got Brian here. And Jeff's not here this week, so it's actually just two brothers. I'm wondering if I should alter the intro when one of us isn't here, but uh, I'm not going to. No, um, I, think, I think people have come to expect three, so we need to let them think it's three and then just rip the rug out from under them and yeah, surprise them too. We don't want to listen to all those uh, Jeff listeners. You know what I mean? The listeners that only tune in to hear Jeff's opinions. I mean, I, I appreciate any <laughs> listens on the podcast. That's That doesn't cover the opinions of the entire podcast team here. Uh, yeah, the views of Tyler do not necessarily re- yeah, reflect the views yeah. <laughs> of the Clever Kids podcast. That's uh, correct. Yeah. Um, this week, we're going to take a look at uh, some alternate universes where uh, castings could have gone a different way. That could be like people who went up for roles um, that they didn't get or were ultimately cast in a different position or... Um, you know, just some some people that we would have liked to see take on different roles. Um, so I'm actually going to start with a couple um, Marvel almost castings, given that uh, we had basically a fan casting take place in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, quick spoiler here on that. John Krasinski has long been uh, a fan casting as... Um, Mr. Fantastic and we ended up getting that there was a big rumor that Tom Cruise was going to um, be in Doctor Strange 2 as Iron Man because he was famously uh, going to play the role of Tony Stark in the late 90s early 2000s in a movie that just never ended up happening Um, so we thought in uh, in regard to that uh, you know those almost casting decisions or those alternate alternate universe casting decisions we'd kind of go through a couple that we would have liked to see or um, some that you know it would have been interesting to see what what could have happened Um, so I wanted to just start by saying Tom Hiddleston initially it auditioned for the role of Thor in uh, the first Thor movie and then was instead cast as Loki which almost seems ridiculous can you imagine Tom Hiddleston with like a Super blonde jacked. hair I just <laughs> yeah, no I can't it's it's hard to rewrite the brain that way I will say I wonder how much of it is just you know applying for the movie in general reading Thor lines because that's what they had to read or whatever and then them being like yeah you'd be a better Loki like I, I wonder how much of that is availability to like read for the different roles versus them just like bringing actors in and then having them read whatever lines and then kind of putting them where they needed them. I don't know. I don't really know how that works. Yeah, I think specifically in Marvel because it's such a massive machine. I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's like, yeah, you're gonna come in and like we have you know it's like this role, but really we're, you're auditioning to be a part of the universe as like in total, you know? Because yeah. and. Thor is a massive stature, blonde Norwegian god of fighting and ass kicking. And like Tom Hiddleston is a lanky, dark haired individual. I just, it seems like he looks exactly like Loki from the comics. Like it's almost ridiculous that they would be like, yeah, you're auditioning for Thor. It seems like he wouldn't even get a chance to read for the role because it's, he's not even close to like the way that Thor is expected to look. When someone told me, I can remember maybe one of you guys told me that uh, the dude that has like two minutes in Star Trek was going to be Thor. I was like, 
uh, yeah, I, I can't. he's in the first Star Trek as uh, yeah as, as Kirk's the dad. dad. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I forgot about that. And that was that was all everything I knew about him at the time that he was getting ready for Thor one. And so I was like, I don't know, like I haven't seen his acting chops. But then I thought he's a big, dark, deep voiced blonde guy. Like I, I you know, at least looks wise, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, and now and it's the like rest he's fell so synonymous with the role. Yeah, I mean? but like, um, you know, I just Hiddleston. I think I struggle more than anything, not because he was Loki, but because he doesn't really fit the description of a Thor. Yeah, and I think that a lot of these that I'm going to run through right at the top is going to be exactly that. Like this next one, Chadwick Boseman apparently auditioned for Drax the Destroyer. I can't think of anyone who would have been more miscast hmm. in that role. <laughs> I just, I just don't think that like, I think Chadwick Boseman carries too much gravitas and like genuineness to like play the role of basically like muscly comic relief. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's, yeah. it doesn't I, make any sense to you'd me. You'd have to do something completely different with everything that Drax does in the movies. Like, I just don't think he could be that big lumbering idiot you know no. like and i think that again they basically were like no this guy is auditioning for black panther but we don't want the world to know that that's what he's auditioning for so we'll right. have him read Just, drax lines exactly. so that it can't get leaked to the press until we've made our decision and made our announcement public i, I would love to see him do the uh the corn nuts scene or whatever or the the zard yeah, zar nuts scene i'm invisible i'm invisible or I, move, I move so slow or whatever yeah. you can't even see me yeah it's a great scene. Very funny. Yeah. Um, Sebastian Stan auditioned for Captain America. John Krasinski auditioned for Captain America. Um, John Krasinski even got to the point where he put on a Captain Captain America costume, and it was on the same day that Chris Hemsworth uh, put on the Thor costume, and they came out of the changing room at the same time. And John Krasinski was just like, I just don't think that this is for me. I don't know if I can do a superhero thing. Like, look at this, like, massive god of a man. Like, that's what they're looking for. Like, I don't look like that. And he he ultimately, apparently, like, decided not to pursue the role any further at that point. Um, I'm but grateful there was for that. Time... I, don't, I don't get the same vibe from him for Captain America. No, I honestly think that he can do Reed Richards and make the role his own because I don't think we've seen a version of Reed Richards that has really worked uh, you know very well like Yoan Griffel did it in the early 2000s with the uh the original two Fantastic Four movies but I never really felt like he represented Reed Richards to me like it didn't really ever work um he was a bit too goofy um I think that John Krasinski can do it but one of the things that I want to see from Reed Richards is that because he's so smart and so arrogant he can often come across as like aloof and somewhat mean and I'm interested to see if John Krasinski could play that. You know what I mean? Like, because he almost feels like too genuine and like too nice of a guy, probably because of his role as Jim Halpert in the office. You know what I mean? I don't know if I, I and, and even like Jack Ryan, like he's not mean. You know what he, I mean? He came like, in I just pretty serious in this recent version. Sure. I, I could totally see him doing it. I think, I think I would really play. like to see him play arrogant and mean. And I, I think it would be an interesting stretch for John Krasinski to kind of step out of his current persona as like a family man. Who's just like nice and lovable, you know, to like kind of a smart asshole. I just think that it could be interesting. Um, Sebastian Stan obviously got the role of Bucky and then became the winter soldier. So that worked out for him. Not a big miss there. Um, let's see here. Sam Rockwell apparently auditioned for Iron Man, but then was cast as Justin Hammer in Iron Man 2, um, which interesting. is interesting. I don't interesting. think 
he yeah. i really like sam rockwell a lot i think that he's a really underrated actor and he's i don't great. understand yeah. why he's not like a leading man like i feel like i was about to say so i don't see him as a leading man that's so funny because i <laughs> i think he's great but i don't see him as a leading man so yeah. iron man would have been a huge role for him yeah um emily blunt and natalie portman both auditioned for black widow natalie portman obviously went on to be jane foster and emily blunt was apparently cast as black widow like she was going to be black widow and had to drop out because she had a contract to do gulliver's travels that movie with jack Ouch. black Ouch. yeah I, know. <laughs> I mean she made it out all right that but get man, me out meme where the guy's on the fence going get me out after yeah. her doing that with gulliver's travels oh my god yeah what a terrible um terrible one in in uh there's another one of those um, that I, I can't remember, remember her in that movie. <laughs> I, I I don't even think I ever saw that movie. I think I watched uh, it. And I don't remember her at all. Um, apparently, Chris Pratt auditioned for Captain America as well, but he would have been super fat at that point. So I don't. I think we all know why he didn't get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So those are some just like Marvel Universe ones where it's like they made it in anyway. Um, apparently mark ruffalo auditioned for the hulk uh during the uh, edward norton movie and they wanted him but he didn't have time or or they they just thought that he wasn't a big enough name and then he ended up getting the role anyway um when they passed on bringing edward norton back so that worked out just fine he got the role eventually so i don't think that that's an alternate casting i just think it's an interesting story um did you have any uh did you have any like alternate castings that you'd like to see to maybe throw in here while I look up some other ones. Uh, are you talking about like ones where they did not audition for the role? Yeah, ones that like so I could, like a, you think they would have been a good fit. We can kind I'm of just, throw some of those in, and I'll come back to some ones. That yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about one that you were spending a little bit of time on, which is the perfect casting for Reed Richards is John Hamm. Um, he could yeah. 110 percent handle hand down that what you just described is that kind of aloofness, that cockiness. Just well, straight I mean, up, like I'm better than you. Attitude, like his John Hamm delivers from, that shit hard. His character from Mad Men is basically what I yeah. mean by, by that's that. what I was picturing. Like, it's when almost you were exactly it. it. Like, yeah. So he's, John Hamm would crush honestly, Reed Richards. Honestly, a reunion with January Jones as uh, as Miss uh, or the Invisible Woman, um, because she plays his wife in the early seasons of Mad Men. Um, oh wow. I guess that was a spoiler, but because <laughs> they get divorced, spoiler. But um, yeah, I uh, I think that you know those two could be really good actually together. And I, you're right, yeah. Right. And he's he comes across as very smart and smug in how intelligent he is sure. all the time. But he can also play like really charming. But then exactly like you're saying, he could totally play that like really like I'm harsh. Than you. Yeah. asshole like yeah very smug and arrogant yeah and he's like, he's a perfect, perfect i actually casting, I, think. I hadn't thought of that but now i like that better than john krasinski i'm gonna pull my support for john krasinski <laughs> we need to turn the john fan we need to turn yeah. the fan boat <laughs> yeah john ham for mr fantastic fuck that is a really good one good job on that um Thank what you. else it's, you got there so funny because i was gonna tell you when i go through my alternate castings list after you were done with the uh the people who auditioned uh, I was going to say my one goal is to get you to be enthusiastic about one of my suggestions. And it sounds like I did it on the Fucking, first one. Yeah, nailed it in one, bro. <laughs> nailed it in one. <laughs> Feeling accomplished here. I, I'm just going to cancel the rest. I, we're done. <laughs> okay, well, I got a couple more from the Marvel Universe before I move on to some other ones. Keep going. Walk, 
Joaquin Phoenix was widely rumored to be cast as Doctor Strange, like pretty much all the way up until filming started. Like they were in production, like about to start filming and everyone was like, oh, it's Joaquin Phoenix. Apparently they got all the way to final talks for him to come in. And he ultimately was just like, I just don't know if this is for me. And then they went with Benedict Cumberbatch, who's their number two option. Um, and I think Benedict Cumberbatch has done a really good job, but I would have really liked to see uh, Joaquin Phoenix um, because I think that he's a really incredible actor. Hmm. He's a weird guy, but I think that he really could have done that. But I just, I, I don't know, man. I just don't see like basing like his other roles. I just don't know how he could act against green screen. I've never seen him take on a role like this. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know. I I wonder if he could have done. My it. gut's telling me that I would like benedict more but i'd have to see it side by side but uh i could see him in his acting talents being in the universe as something i, I would cast him as a villain if it was me but at the same time uh, i don't know I, I i think benedict cumberbatch uh, was a good pick so I'm, I'm grateful it went that way um apparently mel gibson was almost cast as odin but it was they were doing the casting right around the time that he had that very public meltdown <laughs> Anti-Semitic uh, like, stuff. Yeah, yeah su- being super racist to his ex-wife. And I think shit. he'd be a good pick for Odin too. I, I could see him pulling that role off. Yeah, and he's also Australian, just like uh, Chris Hemsworth. So maybe Ooh. they could have just done two Aussie accents and they just made the Norse gods all Aussie. That'd be so sick. I'd be down. I'd be down. Yeah, he. Uh, I actually really like the idea of him being Odin. He just kind of has that face, you know, like a um, Ed Harris, like just kind of. I don't know. Like a face that I b- believe is a warrior god face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looks like someone who's probably been in battle, even though he hasn't. <laughs> you know? I saw him running around in a kilt. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> um, Danny DeVito was apparently uh, almost cast as Rocket Raccoon, the voice of Rocket Raccoon, when they decided that they were going to go with a, like a, someone to play the voice. And Bradley I think Cooper that kills that it, but I would that have been kind of funny. Yeah, oh, that, I think it would have been way better if it was Danny DeVito. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I could see that. I don't think that one's too far off. That'd be funny. Yeah, I really like Danny DeVito, so I think that that would have been great. Um, I think uh, all these other Marvel ones are just people who they're like, these could have been good ones, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know that these people ever truly auditioned, or if they were rumored to have auditioned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna move on to some other uh, famous roles that were lost out. Oh, I will say one more. Um, that this is just from memory, but um, Doug Ray Scott. Does that name sound familiar to you? Yeah. Uh, do you know who he is? Isn't he the bad guy in one of the mission impossible movies yeah he's in your favorite mission impossible yeah, Mission impossible too yeah yeah he <laughs> turned down the role of wolverine to be in that yeah. movie <laughs> he was literally cast and was just yeah. like you know what i'm walking away from this mission impossible's where it's at this is gonna launch me into stardom this x-men shit isn't Fuck. gonna be anything and then they killed his ass <laughs> No, he was always going to die. He just thought that that was going to be his star-making performance. And instead, Hugh Jackman, an unknown, came in and absolutely built a, a, a you know like an incredible career off the back of that role. Wow. You know what I mean? Like and like is such a like in, 
so popular in the role that fans still are like, no, bring him back. He's yeah, the only person who should more. ever play Wolverine. <laughs> it's the same thing with uh, Patrick Stewart. Like, I don't want to see another one in the old man, like, in the chair. Like, I want to see it be Patrick Stewart I mean, Stewart we've forever. seen, um, what's his name, as Patrick, or yeah. as Patrick Stewart. <laughs> he played Patrick Stewart playing uh, Professor but, but once he gets to old age, I'm not going to want to see him in the chair anymore. <laughs> Unless he fully goes bald. If he commits to the bald thing, then maybe I he swear, can come back. I swear, we saw one where he's in the chair and he's bald. Yeah, we did. In uh, Apocalypse, he loses right. all of his hair. I just don't think he's going to be the same once he's older. It's Patrick Stewart's job. I don't know. Uh, what is that actor's name? I cannot think of it, but I really uh, like McAvoy. him. McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy. That's right. Um, I got this. Um, basically, in the 70s, um, every actor that you can think of um, that was like popular back then went up for the role of Han Solo in Star Wars. George Lucas was coming off the back of American Graffiti. He was like this young, hot director everybody wanted to work with because American Graffiti was so well-received and people loved it so much that every uh, actor worth their salt in like their from early 20s to mid-30s went up for Han Solo. So if you ever watch the uh, making of Star Wars documentary, you see all of these these read-throughs with Mark Hamill and um, Carrie Fisher uh playing um han solo and reading the line so you get like kurt russell nick nolte but the one that was pretty much the role was offered to and he turned it down was al pacino was pretty much like george lucas was like do you want it like like you can have it and pacino was just like nah i just don't get it apparently martin scorsese was just like look man i read the script it's you're not going to want to be a part of it it's not going to be anything like george is off his rocker on this one it's just not gonna work out Fuck. scorsese and and george lucas are like like friends they they came up together you know and like all, a lot of those actors from the 70s uh, or maybe it was coppola who told him that so yeah i don't know i just feel like that could have been pretty interesting to see pacino but honestly like harrison ford how can like he's just so iconic in the role I just, you know, I, it's hard for me to say, like, that Pacino would have been better, you know? Yeah, Pacino's amazing, but, I mean, this is definitely one of those roles where, um, I don't know, maybe less acting chops is more, in a way. Like I, Yeah, like, I mean, Harrison Ford was basically, like, a, a carpenter who, Harris, uh, who George Lucas met at, I think, Francis Ford Coppola's house and was like, hey, you'd be perfect for, like, this small role in... Uh, American graffiti like he wasn't an actor he wasn't trying to be an actor you know what I mean like he wow. just was he was what a way to start a career right and then George Lucas made him big in that and then didn't want to work with him and prop and brought him in just as like a he paid him a day rate to read against Carrie Fisher and and Luke Skywalker I mean and Mark Hamill to see like kind of how they were and then as you're going through the casting of Han Solo, they're like, we're not going to do Harrison. We're not going to do Harrison. We're not going to do Harrison. But I think because he had read the role so many times, hard to get George Lucas couldn't yeah. separate him from the role at Fuck. that point. I and so he's just like, God damn it, dude. It has to be you. Now. All right, I'm hiring that handyman again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, honestly, good because I love Harrison Ford. It worked out. Yeah, it was the perfect yeah. pick. Sometimes um, it just works out. Matthew McConaughey uh, went up for the role of Jack in Titanic. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard that one before. Yeah, interesting, right? He would have just been coming off of Fast Times um, or whichever one he was in. <laughs> um, wow. Of, of those, like, 70s high school movies. But, um, 
he uh dazed and confused that's the one that he's in uh sorry he would have just been coming off of that so he would have just made really big waves in there again an unknown actor who was not trying to be an actor and was just cast off the street and uh basically he'd like literally he has like the same charisma as Hansel or as uh harrison ford just in a different way but yeah just cast off the street he's like hey you'd be great for this um richard link later did and uh he was like okay yeah i'll do it and then it just boom superstar immediately he just had that it factor to like become amazing and then because he wasn't a trained actor he had like really a hard time getting roles in hollywood um that uh and so that's why he did a lot of like rom-coms and stuff but i think throughout those years he you know his drive he went and did acting school uh, classes and studied and tried to be better and now he's you know one of you know the great actors of our time winning wow. academy awards and constantly nominated so they they obviously nailed that one um here is another uh Her very famous harrison ford role that almost went to someone else uh tom Selleck, the mustache himself uh was cast basically um as indiana jones um and couldn't do it because he was magnum pi oh man um so he couldn't it, he couldn't do it and this is i don't know if you knew this but george lucas wrote indiana jones or he created the I character knew that he was involved I think. It's and he basically right spielberg Seriously. directed it and spielberg wanted to do james bond but they basically were like no and he was like okay well i'm gonna do my own version and george lucas was like well I, hey i have a sort of james bond-esque character he's he's a he's more american version but yeah like i have a character and he gave it to spielberg to direct because he didn't want to direct it and he basically was like i have control over casting and he wanted tom Selleck, and i don't oh. want harrison ford not give me, harrison give me ford. that fucking carpenter again <laughs> yeah i'm not doing harrison ford i'm not doing it and then Tom Selleck had to drop out and he's like god damn it <laughs> so Harrison Ford is the guy that just never wanted to hire and he just kept nailing it yeah I'm, I'm sorry for this to be so Harrison Ford heavy up top right here but Harrison Ford was almost Alan Grant in Jurassic Park but was like I don't want to do another science fiction big budget science fiction thing he would have just done uh all, you know all the Star Wars movies and um do androids dream of electric sleep what is the fucking Blade Runner he would have yeah. done that you know in the 80s uh, and I think he was just like I'm not doing I don't want to be the sci-fi action hero guy anymore like I'm really done with that I want to do uh, Air Force One oh, <laughs> I want to do the fugitive <laughs> but yeah he could have been Alan Grant honestly Sam Neill is really great in that great. role and he's so iconic, iconic as that yeah. character that like it's great there's yeah like I think Harrison Ford would have been good but to be honest like I think I prefer it to not be Harrison Ford. It does, not everything needed to be Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Um, we already talked about this during the uh, Nicolas Cage episode, but uh, Nicolas Cage was originally wanted for the Aragorn role, but he uh, he couldn't do it because they were going to film all three movies back to back, and he had contractual obligations, and apparently he just he also wasn't that keen on taking it. I got I got to level with you say it right here I know we just did a Nicolas Cage episode I know that we said a lot of great things about Nicolas Cage if he had been Aragorn it would have fucked that series up <laughs> it would have I don't know that though series. I think that in this period of time when he was when he was originally cast this is like hot off the heels of his Oscar win you know what I mean like this would have been that time so he was in 
the serious actor category. He wasn't quite the comical figure that we have him as now. You know what I mean? So I think that he could have done it. I think that he, it, it, you know, a lot of that comes from direction, right? And I think that some directors were just like, yeah, let's lean into how crazy you are. And that allowed him to build up this like mythology of like this crazy man. Mm. But I think that with Peter Jackson, um, he probably would have tried to rein him in a little bit. And I think it could have worked. I'm glad it didn't happen. <laughs> Very glad it didn't happen. But I, th I still think it, there's a world where it could have worked, you know? Mm-hmm. You disagree? You just uh, don't think Yeah, 110% hundred, hundred disagree. <laughs> yeah, I could not disagree more. I think that would have ruined the movies. And, and to be honest with you, so I don't know how clear we made this on the front end, but Tyler's talking about people who almost were in roles. My job was to recast roles with just people who might have fit better or could do a, a remake better which I'll be touching on here in a little bit but uh, I didn't even touch the Lord of the Rings movies I couldn't do it I kept trying to picture different roles and different people and I just after a while was like I'm gonna go a different direction because you know, like I'm covering no ground here so what's funny to me is that I think those movies were so perfectly cast that another series of movies was coming out based on books shortly after the Lord of the Rings movie started coming out and I just started casting all of the characters from Lord of the Rings in those roles. Yeah. Do you know what I, what that that other movie series is? Harry Potter. I was like, yep. <laughs> Ian McGall Ian McKellen's Gandalf. Dumbledore. Uh, Aragorn, yeah. Sirius Black. Elijah Woods, Ooh. Harry Potter. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> Sean Astin's Ron. <laughs> That's that funny. girl who plays Rosie is Hermione. <laughs> just let's just run it back, dude. <laughs> Plug it. Yeah, just fly them all out to New Zealand yeah, and just I film them all back. I did back not to even back. bother trying the Lord of the Rings movies because they're so perfectly cast, in my opinion. Yeah, I I think that you and I and Jeff, or at least you and I, really not to speak for Jeff, but you and I really love those movies, and so yeah, it's really hard for me to broach that topic. Um, Christopher Plummer was almost cast as Gandalf, but. Um, just chose not to do it um he he basically was just like i'm just not i'm just not that interested so um you know i'm gonna pass on this one and then you know he's fine but he's not gandalf which he could have been a pretty good gandalf i think um, sure but yeah so do you have any other alternate castings that you would have liked to see or any more that you want to try to convince me of while i try to find some more on this, these lists I've got a massive list if you want to just switch and start talking through it. Sure. Um, go ahead. I might throw some more of these out at the end, but just go ahead. So the direction I took, again, was recasting iconic roles, um, ignoring timing. So like, I mean, you could look at this as either recasting them when the movie was already being made or, or doing like a remake of the movie with these guys in, the, in these roles or these people in these roles. Um, I ignored the age of the actors and budget here. It's just the role and the actor or actress um, that I thought would fit um, as well or better than the original. Uh, great lead in there. Uh, obviously, I already touched on John Hamm as Reed Richards. That was the first one I wrote down, and apparently it's the best one, but we'll see if I can sell Tyler on any of these others. That's uh, the only one that works. We've been talking about uh, Indiana Jones. I put Nathan Fillion in um, for the lead role there. I thought he would do a, a good job um, as a replacement indie. Um, also wrote him in for Hal Jordan as a superhero. Yeah, he's one of the fan castings for Hal Jordan. Even to this day, people are like, well, you're not telling a Hal Jordan story in the new Green Lantern TV series that's coming out. You're doing Guy Gardner, so why not 
choose someone who's a little bit older and roguish. Um, so yeah, Nathan Fillion. And did you say Indiana Jones? And Indiana Jones, yeah, I could see him doing Indiana. Yeah, maybe. It, I think that I mainly came from the fact that I thought he was perfect as Nathan Drake in um, what the f- uh, Uncharted, and then yeah. they decided to go with Tom Holland for some weird reason. But because he would have young. been a perfect Nathan Drake, I thought. Yeah, I think so too. I think he would have been a perfect Nathan Drake like 10 years ago when they first announced they were going to do an Uncharted movie. You know what I mean? But now he's like 45 and whatever. those action he, scenes just, you know, are tougher and like it's harder to build a franchise off an actor that age. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it's either that or you tank it with one movie and that's I think what they're going to do. So how did that movie perform? Did anyone know? It actually did really well. It oh. made a lot of money, but it was like horribly. Right. Well, let me get uh, my foot out of my mouth. So they're That's... knowing Sony, they're probably just gonna do another one anyway. Fuck it. Let's just keep making money. Fuck. <laughs> fuck yeah, quality. They'll continue giving us things we don't want. Fuck quality. <laughs> you gonna keep buying it? Whatever. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, uh, any other thoughts there before I go into the next? I, I, I might uh, go a little bit more rapid fire because I've got a lot. So my thing with Nathan Fillion is I really like him. Um, I think that he's a good actor and he's really charming and I like seeing him in things but I think that he's very TV like I just don't see him being like he's very TV yeah man I just feel like he's like a really good leading man for a TV series like Firefly he's perfect as the character that he plays which is almost Han Solo or Indiana Jones in Firefly um I think he's really good for that. I do think that he could be a really good Hal Jordan as like a secondary character. I just don't know if he's as strong of an actor as he is charming. You know what I mean? And like he definitely you have looks said that, like Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Wouldn't you have but, said that about uh, Chris Pratt before he did Star Lord? Um, no, I don't think so. I always, I think that Chris Pratt, his performance, the type of performance that he does, is very different from nathan drake you know what i mean like he's a very strong comedic performer and i always i think i would have always thought that he could be a strong leading comedy performer in hollywood you know i think i always would have thought that whereas i think nathan or nathan drake nathan fillion i think that he could have done like a nathan drake tv series on hbo or something i think that would have been really sick um yeah 100 but i I just I don't know man like nothing against uh, Nathan Fillion again I really like him I just I think that his type of performance is way better suited for a uh, TV role than a movie role and I I don't know how to explain how I quantify that that's fine it's a good thing let's keep moving because I I got a bunch and I want to if you're not sold we'll we'll move quick Uh, Keanu Reeves in Dracula Untold instead of Luke Evans hard no <laughs> well, really i i kind of like that one what are you talking one. about dude <laughs> that's the craziest thing anyone's ever said out loud keanu reeves has got total <laughs> vampire vibes dude he you know he played uh there's a 1998 uh bram stoker's dracula where gary oldman plays dracula and he plays keanu the reeves is in the movie yeah keanu reeves plays the character who goes to dracula's castle Oh my God! What is and becomes his familiar? What is that character's name? They're making a movie all about him. I cannot think of it. But yeah, he plays and like he does like this really. He really tries to do a British accent, but because he's just got that California surfer accent, I just like it doesn't work, man. He can't do accents at all. It's terrible. <laughs> it sounds insane. Damn. All right, let's keep moving. Then I that we'll throw shit at the wall until it sticks. Here, uh, 
Joseph Gordon Levitt as Marty McFly. If they had done like a recap, like a reboot in the early two thousands, yeah, I think that that could have worked. Uh, Joseph yeah, Gordon Levitt's older now. Like career has really hit like a stopping point, and like I don't know what happened. He was like in the mid two thousands, he was everywhere. He's getting cast in everything, and well, then all of a sudden, hey, he just stay with me here, man. Stay with me here. Maybe he needs to go back to the future yeah. with his career. I mean, there, so huh? Richard Linklater has basically said. Is that Richard Linklater? It's not Richard Linklater. Whoever owns the rights to that movie, the original director slash like creator of that, has basically been like, I own the rights to that, and while I'm alive, they will never make another Back to the Future movie. It's wow. never gonna happen. He's not. He's never gonna. He's like no. Right. And he's like, I'm gonna write it into my will that whoever in, inherits yeah. it you. will not be able to. Like he's like no, no fuck reboots. That. You know? yeah, that's unfortunate. All right, keep going. Uh, Ian McKellen as the Darth Vader voice. <laughs> no. In the too, previous too episode, perfect. I already said that uh, he what's could totally his name do was it, too perfect. He is too perfect, but I'm trying to recast here. So I watched uh, an episode of Star Wars Rebels last night, um, and uh, they have a different person. James Earl Jones, that's the voice. Uh, they have a different person playing Darth Vader in, in that animated series, and I fucking hated it. I was That's like, funny. this is bullshit. I yeah. hate this. But just picture that one scene in Lord of the Rings where he's like, Frodo Baggins, do you take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks? That's a no. total Vader voice, dude. No. All right, let's keep going. Emily Blunt as Ripley in Alien. Um... Dude, she'd crush yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, her character in Live, Die, Repeat or whatever that movie was called. Yeah, that's um, where I got the inspiration. Is very similar <coughs> to me. me. Um, so, yeah, I think that she could do, like, if they were to make it now, I think that she could have been a really good uh, position. Yeah. But, like, if it, if we took her back in time and, and had her audition against Sigourney Weaver, I still would have gone with Sigourney Weaver. I think that she's really well suited for she that role. She does really well. All right, um, Chris Pine is basically anything Kurt Russell when he's younger, but I put down Big Trouble in Little China. Chris Pine in Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah, that could work. Also, I'd love to see him with that mullet. <laughs> in the eye patch or whatever. <laughs> um, they're supposed to be doing like a sequel to that, and they chose The Rock. Or no, maybe oh, that's Escape from God. New York. And I'm like, no, Kurt Russell yeah, is supposed escape. to be like an everyman figure. He's not supposed to be this yeah. massive muscle bound fucking Goliath. That's I think Chris insane. Pine, I, th- I think Chris Pine can take over his role in a lot of that. And stuff. he has the comedy chops and like yeah. the reactions and charisma as Kurt Russell. Honestly, Chris Pine could slot into a lot of those Kurt Russell movies. That's why I said pretty I much think. anything young Kurt Russell. That's oh, did you say that? Sorry, yeah. I missed that part. Um, yeah. All right. So I t- uh, next one is one you've heard me say before. Um, I wasn't an original thought. Uh, Damian Lewis is Dumbledore or James Bond. Young Dumbledore, not, not or, James Bond, or James Bond. Dude, he could totally do James Bond. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see it for him. Unfortunately, for him. <laughs> Sorry, Damian. Not for me. Yeah, but Dumbledore one, we've talked on this podcast about it before. Really sure. loved that idea. Uh, don't I mind at all. It, but Jude, Jude Law, Law kills it. I think he does a good job. I think job Jude Law it. is the best portrayal of Dumbledore we've ever seen so far. So Yeah, he's doing well. All right. Uh, Jim Carrey as Jack Torrance in The Shining. <laughs> 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 but um, here's the thing. No comedy. He's just 
dead fucking serious murder. Yeah, but I think that his his weird rubber face shit, like, I just don't think that, like, we've seen him play a descent into madness in the number twenty three, and it isn't good, man. It's not. It's not a good run. It's not it good, back. Man. It doesn't run work. Run it back. Just picture his head just coming through that door and being like, "Here's Johnny." <laughs> exactly. It becomes too funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Adam Sandler as the bear Jew in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. <laughs> that one, that is one that apparently Quentin Tarantino wanted. Really? And Yeah. Really? And he couldn't do it. He was contractually tied up at the time. I would so love to see him in that to role his friend, he's not Eli joking around. around. He's just dead I serious, think, like Jewish guy just killing Nazis. I would love well, to see that. Well, he's been in roles where he does that. And I think he does a really good job. He has a movie called Lean On Me where he plays like a depressed man uh, whose wife died in uh, – 9-11, I yeah. think. And I think that he's really great in that movie. And also, shout out to that movie for he is constantly playing uh, Shadow of the Colossus throughout that movie. He's, like, obsessed with that game. And, oh, I forget and I've it. said on this podcast, that's one of the best, like, almost most perfect uh, video perfect games game. ever made. Yeah. So, um, And it's, like, a really good metaphor for, like, how he feels. Like, his solitary, like, fighting all of his, his demons alone. That's exactly what that game is. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's honestly a perfect metaphor, and uh, I'm just yeah, he really is great in that. With the baseball bat and a wife beater. He's also in a movie called Punch tags. Drunk Love, where he isn't really playing a comedic role. I mean, there are funny parts, but um, he's basically, yeah. It's it, Paul. I Thomas keep hearing uh, really Uncut good. Gems is incredible too. I haven't given it a shot. Holy though. fuck, that movie is good, but you have to be like prepared to be stressed out as fuck for like two hours straight because <laughs> the way that those those two brothers the safety brothers the way that they make movies is the most stressful experience like the whole time i was watching good time and uh uncut gems i was up walking around my lip just pacing back and <sighs> forth just like pulling my hair like oh my god what is this guy doing i don't think i could see any of their movies in theaters because i'd be walking up and down the aisles it's Jesus. just so like they're right. very good and he kills it but like they they are really good at pulling the like while i'm watching it i'm like i don't know if i love this movie or hate it but by the end of the movie i'm like that was incredible that like i felt every emotion that i All think right. they wanted me to I feel watch that. so i'm gonna watch it later yeah. i think All adam right. sandler is really underrated i think that honestly i think he's an overrated comedian and an yeah. underrated actor oh, we tried to watch <laughs> we tried to watch the movie where him and chris rock's kids fall in love on netflix and we watched about 10 minutes and we're like, all right, no. Um, yeah, I don't, no, no. I don't, I don't like any of his Netflix shit. I don't, I don't, yeah, not for me. All right, moving on. Um, I recast Vincent Vega and Jules in Pulp Fiction uh, with Ryan Gosling and Craig Robinson. <laughs> I just think that their comedy would like match up well. And like they would just do a, they'd be a great play off each other duo. I think Pulp Fiction. I think you're misreading Jules' performance in uh, in Pulp Fiction as comedy. I think that Sam Jackson is fucking terrifying in that movie. He's like really scary and intense. And I don't. No, think that- are you kidding me? When he's like talking about the the Royale with cheese, like that. That's, there's there's uh, a bunch Vince of like. Vega. I know, but the two of them are having a conversation about it, and like it's it's they play off each other. It's just like their personalities. I just don't think that Craig Robinson. I love Craig Robinson. I think he's one of my the best comedians working today. I think that he's absolutely incredible. He's got a new show coming out that I'm very excited to watch. Um, I just, I really love seeing him in things. I don't think that I did, I've never seen him play drama, and I just don't know if I could yeah. ever see could ever believe him in a role where he's genuinely being playing scary. 
I guess he kind of plays a similar concept in Pineapple Express, where he's like the hitman. With but he's partner. too comedic. Like, yeah, like, I was talking about something just, a little bit more serious, you know. And like, I just I don't know if he has that that in him. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to doubt you, Craig. I know you're listening. I know you're a big like, fan the of the fuck? podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing that role tomorrow now. But I just like, and you know what? I would, I would definitely, if I was casting a dramatic role, I would love to see him come in and read for it. I would give him that opportunity to to sell me on it. But I would not reach out to him and be like, hey, I got this, and I feel like it's in your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? It's specifically not yeah. for that role. Now, right. I do think Sam Jackson is a force of nature who can switch between comedy and drama like that. Like, he's good at both, and he can sell it both times. I mean, he's an incredible actor. It's a crime that he doesn't have a, an Academy Award for his acting roles. But Or didn't he just win one, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, I just it's a crime that he doesn't have more because I just think that he's so incredible. Um, and I just, you know what? I just, no, I'm sorry. He's keep too going. perfect in that role. No one could play it. Let's keep going. Uh, I recast Han Solo okay. with Michael Fassbender. No. No. I think Mike, Michael Fassbender is best when he's playing um, scary. I think that that's why he works as David in uh, the uh, Alien Yeah, he kills it in that or whatever. Role. Because he. You don't think he's has a swashbuckling, this, like, suave. Not at all. I don't think that he has that in him. I don't think he's charming. <laughs> I don't think he's charming at all. Have you ever seen him in a movie where he's like trying to play like loving? It's so intense. It's I'm scary. It's almost like stalkery. I'm like, picturing him in 300 where he's just like, he's not fights in the shade. In that movie. And he's just like charming. I find it kind of charming. Yeah. I actually forget that that's him. <laughs> it's such a small role for him. It's a, it's and a he gets super to... jacked. It's very uncharacteristic of a character of his, I think. Yeah, I, I just, you know what? I think that, like, I like Michael Fassbender a lot as an actor. I think that he's really talented. I think that he's too intense. He has, like, this quiet intensity about him that's just, like, very, very, I don't know. It's hard for me to put him in a role like that, for sure. Okay, all right, let's keep going. I recast Jaws. And for Chief Brody, I recommended either Oscar Isaac or Christian Bale. Um, I think Oscar Isaac has the uh, has the charm to play that again. Christian Bale, I don't think that he can play charming, like even in like his Bruce Wayne performances, so like he doesn't really player. sell the charm to me. Yeah, he's very intense. Like he's a very talented actor, but he has this intensity to him. He okay. has this like very serious, like take me seriously nature. I just don't think he can play like the kind of like down on his luck, charming, like you know, okay. cop or whatever. I also recast Quint. And keeping in mind that just legendary monologue that he has about the story of the ship that went down. Yeah. I put up three different guys. McConaughey, Liam Neeson, or Michael Shannon. Quint has to be like an older actor. I definitely think Michael Shannon could have done it because Michael Shannon can do anything. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> by far the best actor that's ever worked. I did everything wow. He did. You think he's yeah, the best he's, actor on earth? Prob- yeah. I think that he's... I think that in like in the future he's gonna have like Marlon Brando level like grab it like people are just gonna like talk about him. I think that he's amazing. Um, him and uh, the guy who just got cast, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. I think that those two are like the two best actors in Hollywood 
in a very long time. I don't watch anything that they do. I think that they're both like absolutely incredible. All right. Well, let's talk about the other guys then. <laughs> this, this seems like two minutes. All right. Um, what about Liam Neeson? Who else did you say? McConaughey? Yeah. Not McConaughey. Yeah. Maybe in like. 30 years <laughs> he's he not wasn't that much old like that guy wasn't Quint, that old. but he has to have like that like mature like he can't be the same age as the other two guys he has to be the guy who's been through shit so again I mean? picturing that monologue i want you to I think, think about one of too pretty man i want I you to think pretty. about one of mcconaughey's roles which was the lincoln commercials where he's just saying a bunch of gibberish <laughs> have you seen jim carrey's yeah, Saturday Night Live so ones on that. It's yeah. so funny. It's those Lincoln commercials. He's saying a bunch of gibberish, but in a very monologue-y, enrapturing he's way. He's too pretty, man. Quint is like this ugly old fishing captain. <laughs> so Liam Neeson, then. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't like Liam Neeson. As Feel like that. a cop-out? I honestly don't like Liam Neeson really as anything. Wow. Like Gon Jin, if I'm honest. <laughs> or Galahad and Excalibur for one scene. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next one I put down is Carl uh, bleh, Carl Urban in any Charlton Heston role. <laughs> Carl Urban. So that would be like Charlton the Planet Heston. of the Apes guy, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, or whatever. Like he just has that same like get off my lawn vibe, but younger, you know. Get off my lawn, or, uh, Clint Eastwood. Bro. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just totally mixed those guys up. In but I'm sticking with it. Any Charlton Heston role. <laughs> Carl so Urban. Clint Eastwood as Charlton Heston. <laughs> yeah, crushes it. Carl Urban. He's got the same vibe as both those guys, which is just as like grizzled. No, man. I I could see Carl like him as Dirty Harry though. That could be Dude, he's a total Dirty Harry. I think <laughs> that just sounded funny. <laughs> Oh, he's such a dirty hairy bro. <laughs> that fool's hella dirty hairy. <laughs> but uh, I, I just pictured him in any. I, I am talking about Charlton Heston right now. I mixed up the get off my lawn vibe thing briefly. That was not what I mixed up for the roles I'm assigning him here. I think he would be great in the Charlton Heston roles as that kind of grizzled dude that is in these dire straits. And like I'm picturing him in Planet of the Apes and just crushing it. Um, yeah, I mean. Maybe I I don't I don't know that one's a bit harder for me to wrap my head around for sure, um, and yeah, and for sure he's he's a dirty Harry if I've ever seen one. Yeah, he's probably the dirtiest Harry. <laughs> he's so dirty, dude. Such a dirty yeah. Harry. All right, anyway, all right, and then I got two cop outs to end it here. First one is I'm I'm almost offended just saying it out loud, but uh, I could totally see Denzel stepping in and doing the Nick Fury role. Um. Hard to imagine him with an eye patch. I would have said the same thing about Sam Jackson before those movies came out, but I think I think more on the the part where he is the guy delivering the like he's the glue that's bringing the the cast to, like the team of superheroes together, but he's just a man. I, I think Denzel could deliver that. I think he's got a, a strong personality um, and can can handle that role. I think Denzel would have been a really good Black Panther if they had made Black Panther in the 90s. That's what that's what I would cast him as if I was going to put him in a Marvel movie. Um, all right, I, I got just a couple quick ones I'm just going to kind of rattle off here as like people who were up for roles and ultimately had to pass on them. Let me let me get my last one out. This oh, is sorry, one that you, you this one? is this is one you know about already. Sebastian Stan as Luke Skywalker. He's perfect. I mean, he's perfect that he in that he looks exactly like Mark Hamill did in the nine or in the eighties. But and, you know, 
He's he not knows. necessarily. He's perfect. I, I can mean... see him as a dirty Harry too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I. I think that he definitely could be Luke Skywalker if they were for some reason going to do a young Luke Skywalker like they did in The Mandalorian instead of doing like a de-aged thing. But I think that he's probably caught would have cost them too much money. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people probably would have been upset because Mark Hamill's so closely tied to it. But I think that it, it could have worked. Um, all right. So I got a couple here. I mean, do, are these all the ones that you've projected? These are all ones that you would have liked to have seen, or you just think those are interesting choices? I think are it's there just any of those that anything, you're like, this is perfect. John Hamm as Reed Richards, um, but other than that, I think uh, it's just fun to picture them in that role. I'm not arguing. I'm not pounding the table saying they need to get it happening right now, but uh, it's just kind of fun to see them in that role and think, or like imagine them in that role and and feel like they would have uh, been able to to deliver. All right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I don't think any of those would have ruined the movie. Or I, actually, no, I do think some of those would have ruined the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, you know, anyway. Uh, so these are some that were ba- apparently offered the roles or auditioned and were basically cast and then ultimately had to turn them down. Um, Johnny Depp as Ferris Bueller. He just was trying to break out of the like teen heartthrob thing and be taken more seriously as an actor. And so he he passed on it. Huh. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Um, I'm going to say these and I want to hear your opinions. I mean, I get why he passed on it. And I think that was a good move, to be honest with you, because it would have been more of the same for what he was doing early in his career. And I think he's turned into something else. Um, and that was probably, I think, looking back, he would say, um, you know, I'm glad I did that because he got to do a bunch, much more diverse set of stuff. I'm picturing like Heath Ledger in his struggles to break out of that same typing. Um, and I, I think Johnny Depp was successful in doing it. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I think that probably was a good move for his career. But Johnny it Depp been was successful in doing it, and then he like had this arc where he was just like, "All right, I broke out, I broke out. Now I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over and over." Yeah, and I'm over just the weird, just, like went right. I'm back just down. the weird <laughs> alternate character in the movie. There's a real guy. bell curve to his success in that regard. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, so, uh, in line with that, Matthew Broderick turned down the role of Walter White in Breaking Bad. Which, really. Yeah, I would have hated I, that. I'm, I'm picturing him I, in uh, really because Tower I, Heist, you know, in Tower Heist, where he's kind of playing like the older. Yeah, but he still plays like kind of like a comedy. I mean, that's a comedy. You know what I mean? Like, it would have been interesting I, to see him break out and play this like sort of like. I think that he could have crushed it. Actually, I, I don't see do anyone so. doing the Walter White role. That's. A, I don't like that show. So maybe if Matthew Broderick was in it, it would have made me like. For the record, it. Now, that's listeners. not saying that I don't like brian cranston i yeah. like brian cranston in the role and i think he crushes it but i just don't like the character and i don't be- yeah. believe for the record listeners i'm the only one of the three brothers that enjoys and has watched breaking bad i watched it all and i watched el camino and i just don't like it i just don't i'm not into it uh kelly really liked it so we went back and re-watched it all when el camino was coming out so that we could watch el camino and uh, the right, whole time I'm just it. like, man, this is not Jeff, for me. Jeff this was telling me the other day that he watched like two episodes of season one and can't do it or something. I was like, what? I was to be honest, I actually really like season one of that show. Like, but I kind of wish that they had just done it as like a mini series where like this like because here's what really would have happened. I mean, I I guess apparently 
the series is supposed to all take place over like one year or something like that if they had just done condensed the whole series into one season where like a guy gets involved in the meth trade and then goes up against gangsters and gets in over his head and gets killed that's what should have happened uh, sorry that's just exactly how it should have played out but they instead it was too successful and so they dragged it on for four seasons and it didn't need to be i um, would use that movie or that show as an example of a show that didn't go on too long so it's just differing long. opinions here but that that one you say i'm wrong no yeah i did well oh, I, I didn't i said it's too long but you are wrong it's not too long <laughs> it's it's literally ends perfectly whatever shut up all right you're dumb and stupid and and yeah <laughs> Uh, Jeff Bridges as the uh, Tom Hanks role in Big. In the, I can't even picture that. I can't. In the eighties, in the eighties, you're you have they're about the same age. You know what I mean? They, I think that Jeff Bridges, I think he would have. I think that back then and even now, he's still like. I mean, imagine Big Lebowski. No, you still haven't even seen Big Lebowski. <laughs> imagine Big Lebowski, Jeff Bridges, um, era Jeff Bridges in that role. I mean, I'm glad he didn't because it allowed him to have the career that he's had, which is, I think really really good <laughs> so yeah, it um, worked out for everybody i, I i'm yeah. having trouble picturing that one i the only jeff bridges i can picture is uh him in true grit so. yeah exactly <laughs> i like i think i'm traveling backwards when i'm backing up <laughs> i don't know about you <laughs> rooster um, tom hanks as uh jerry Maguire. apparently uh they offered it to him and he had to turn it down <sighs> no I, yeah, I, I Tom love Cruise Tom has Cruise's the, acting chops too he's, much. He's too. He bring. I think Tom Hanks he's would have intense. brought too much. Yeah, exactly. He brought the necessary in, intensity to play a sports agent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh like, my god, those guys are just bouncing off the walls at all times. And they have their so much to do all the time. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Tom Tom Hanks doesn't have that in him. I don't think. I've never no. seen him play a role like that. He's too charming. No. He would have played the romance level too high. I would have and a hard then time. It would have just been like Sleepless yeah. in Seattle again or something. I would have a hard time uh, recasting pretty much anything Tom Cruise is in. I, as much as I'm not a fan of that dude's off-screen antics. I you know what's funny? We talked more of a fan of his on-screen antics. You what? I went back and listened to that episode recently, and we kept saying we're gonna get to talking about who he is as a person. We just don't do it. And we just never talked about it. We just got too caught up he talking pops, about Mission dude. Impossible. Like very few after. characters, very few actors or actresses in history pop off the screen the way that guy does every time he's on it. Yeah, I th dude, and uh, that new Top Gun trailer has got me so. Psyched. I'm very excited for that movie. Yeah, it's like next week, I think. Did um, you hear the thing about Twenty One Pilots where the, he like came in and fired them all? No, the band. Yeah, the band. I guess was hired to do the music for that movie, which I was like, that'd be sick. I love that band, and yeah. I guess he showed up on set to, I don't know, get started or whatever, and was like, "Who do you guys have doing music? No, you fire him." <laughs> <laughs> like the the lead singer guy was was the one uh, for Twenty One Pilots said that that's what happened. That is so funny. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look <laughs> this up. That is so funny to me. Tom yeah. Cruise is just such a weird dude. Yeah, man. but dude, <laughs> dude, whatever he does, man, I just enjoy that guy on screen. That's all I got to say about him. Um, yeah. So let's see. Who do I have next? Um, Will Smith was obviously. Uh, offered the role of Neo and got led into a room by the with a meeting with the Wachowskis and they were trying to explain to him the movie and he was just like what the fuck what's happening here like hell no I'm not signing up for this this is insane like this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard you're gonna you're telling me you're gonna invent 
new cameras for this shit, there's no way this turns out good. You know what I mean? Wow. And then obviously fucked up. <laughs> he really fucked up. Um, I don't know if he can play the the blank canvas that is Keanu Reeves in that movie, though. You know what I mean? I think Will Smith brings too much of his own charisma to every role. And I think that it's a very different movie if he's in it. It would it's be a, a movie very I different would still movie for like sure. To see. Yeah, I was about to say, it would be a very different movie. I'm not arguing that. He could not do the same thing Keanu Reeves did with it. But I feel like he could still make a good movie out of it. Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, we've said, we said this on the previous on our will smith episode but like i just don't think that he's ever done wrong besides after earth <laughs> so um i uh yeah uh another one for will smith uh he apparently was offered the role of django in the quentin tarantino movie django unchained really and turned it down because he thought it was not in his like character like the type of character that he liked to portray and then Jamie Foxx went on to absolutely fucking crush it in that movie, which um, for all the hate I spew at Tarantino, that is one of the only two movies I genuinely like of his. Like, Pope Fiction's good. Reservoir Dogs are good. I love uh, Inglorious Bastards. I think it's an incredible movie. And Django Unchained is another one of his movies that I can rewatch. Um, so, yeah, I think that he would have been good in that but i think that jamie fox brings the intensity that is required for that role that like mm. sort of seething anger that he has in that movie you know what i mean when mm -hmm. he just like fucking hates white people yeah. <laughs> like i don't think will smith can sell that like i don't know like i think he would have been good as sort of like a killer but i just don't know if he could play like the seething hatred and anger that jamie fox brought to that how do you feel uh, I think he could do it. I, I don't know. I, I, as much as he's got some recent bad stuff going on, I, I am a oh, yeah, firm now, believer in Will Smith's ability I can believe to, it. <laughs> to be diverse in his roles and what he brings to the screen. So, I, I think he could do it. Keep my wife's out your fucking house. <laughs> That's essentially the role in the movie. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think that if I still think he could have done it, but I prefer Jamie Foxx in the position. I, don't, I wouldn't recast. Yeah, that I wouldn't. Now. I wouldn't recast that. Um, Denzel Washington as Brad Pitt's character in Seven. Yes, the answer is yes. He would have crushed it. I mean, yeah, I love Brad Pitt it. in that movie, but you're talking 90s, yeah. 90s detective movie Denzel Washington in that role acting against Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? And, that and what he does in that role is something that's right in Wells, Denzel's wheelhouse, I think. It's, so. it's honestly perfect. Like, it's better than Brad Pitt. Like, that, it's a better movie with Denzel in it. Don't get me wrong. I love Brad Pitt in that movie. I've said before that I think this is my favorite movie with Brad Pitt. Um, but I just Denzel yeah. is I, I read this and was like, oh, my God, I really like for a movie that I love so much. And I think Brad Pitt crushes it in. I really wish it was Denzel Washington. Like, yeah. I really wish it was. I wish that that's an alternate movie. I would. It's a way better movie. Um, Angelina Jolie turned down the role uh, in Gravity that Sandra Bullock plays. You know, it's funny because I almost in Gravity said I wish we had two people that we didn't recognize in that movie like two unknowns play the George Clooney and Sandra Bullock roles. I, th I feel like their stardom next to each other almost like took away from the movie a little bit to me. 
I don't like that movie. I think I thought it was super overrated. Um, I, uh, but I, you know, I just thought it was an interesting choice because we don't ever get to see Angelina Jolie play roles like that anymore. You know, and I would I would have liked to have seen her. It could have been yeah. like a really good comeback for her sure. to like do a role like that. But apparently, she wasn't interested. Um, yeah, that's so. uh, you know, I I'll say yes to anything, Angelina. But I, uh, you know, I like I said, I I think there's something about their stardom that just kind of made me less interested in it. Like I was like, I feel like these are two actors in spacesuits having a yeah. You couldn't you you couldn't see the. Like the like, you could just see the performance lines in it, which is exactly yeah. How about like Charlie like it was just time. something. It was just something glaring about the fact that they just slapped these two major recognizable faces in Hollywood into the this this movie where there's not a lot of else going on except for looking into their helmets and looking right at their face. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm like, you know, when I'm staring at George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, I'm thinking about George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, not about what the fuck is going on. Yeah. I think that specifically George Clooney, I have a really hard time separating him from his characters for some reason. Like I can't see the role that he's playing. I don't know if I've ever noticed it. Ocean for some reason. I don't know if I've ever noticed it otherwise, but definitely in this movie, it just felt very in my face that they were just like, it was just like an opportunity for those guys to like, I don't know, go for an Oscar or something. You know what I mean? Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to take back what I just said. I can definitely lose lose George Clooney in the role, but only in roles where he's kind of silly, like in Men Who Stare at Goats. I think oh, that he perfect. really plays a dumbass who really believes in himself really well. Or um, did you ever see Descendants or The Descendants or whatever the movie where yeah, his where wife he's died trying to sell his Hawaiian up. property or whatever. yeah. I think that he's really good in that role as playing yeah. just kind of like a doofy dad who's just like lost and because he's in his grief and anger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So spoilers, but yeah, like the movie's like uh, this, fifteen like, years old. He's lost in the anger and like, and he's just like this goofy dad who just like doesn't know if he should be sad that his wife's dead or mad that she cheated on him. Like it's, it's just like it's a really good role for him, and I could totally lose him in that performance. But whenever he's playing like charming, I'm just like, okay, well that's just you. That's just who you are. Like you're yeah. not doing anything, you know. Um, Sandra Bullock, I think, does a good job in that role, and I'm. But I just, I don't know. I just, that movie was kind of lame to me. But I think Angelina Jolie, it could have been interesting to see her in. I think it's a more interesting casting because Agreed. I've never seen her do something like that. Um, my last one here Anne Hathaway as uh, the role that Jennifer Lawrence plays in Silver Linings Playbook. Anne Hathaway was apparently offered the role and had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts. And. I think that she's a bit more age appropriate for Bradley Cooper, and I I think that it's kind of a one to one changeover though, because I think Anne Hathaway and Jennifer Lawrence are like Very equally similar. talented yeah. and like play a lot of the same roles. Yeah, that and one doesn't move the needle much for me. It's not like I'm like, oh, she would have been better or anything. It just would. The, it, I feel like I might not even notice that <laughs> if I hadn't already seen the movie, I, I might have just been like, yeah, Anne Hathaway is in that, right? I definitely don't think it's a different. <laughs> I definitely don't think it's a different movie i just think that the character dynamic is changed a little bit because to me with that movie the part that i struggle with is that jennifer lawrence was like 25 when that movie came out and bradley cooper was like 34 you know what i mean there's like a 10 year difference yeah. and they're supposed to be relating to each other and i'm just the, all i can see is how young she is in that you know the whole time and even like kelly and i have rewatched it recently and uh because we both really like that movie it's a really great movie but like all i can think about all the time is like how young she is and like how old all of the men who are trying to like 
fuck her are. You know what I mean? Like they all seem so creepy and old and like I don't know. Like it just see, it makes it like her like I think she absolutely crushes it, but her age in the role makes her feel miscast to me. And I think Anne Hathaway being a little bit older at the time would have been a better casting because Anne Hathaway had a little bit more maturity in in that and the age difference isn't so extreme, you know? Yeah, so I agree. I agree. I just I just feel like um that, that that would have been a better casting, but you would have gotten a very similar performance. So I don't know, one to one, but yeah. So that's all I have for that. Um, I don't know. I w- I'd love to hear other options or other things that you feel like you've, uh, you know, for the fans or, or Jeff, if you're listening, <laughs> um, to come up with some that you think you would have liked to see or some that you've heard about that that you feel like would have made the movie different or made the movie better or. Or if you agree with some of the ones that Brian put out, like, do you think Michael Fassbender's charming <laughs> and not a robot? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Are so we going to start the movement for uh, John Hamm as Reed Richards? Yeah, I, well, I'm definitely going to start a Twitter account, and that's all I'm going to tweet. I'm yeah. just going to at John Hamm, at uh, Kevin Feige, and just Get it just say Reed Richards, and that's it. <laughs> Reed Richards, period, Reed period. Richards. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, you know, Jeff obviously not here today uh i was getting a brazilian wax um so you know jeff if if you're out there um kiss my butt buddy (laughs) um what have you been reading watching (laughs) what have you been reading watching and listening to oh no i was like did you say something um I um what have I been uh we've been um throwing on episodes of Futurama again recently. I wanted to ask you when is that new are they in production for a new Futurama? Uh yeah, they're doing like a reboot um right now. I the whole cast has come back uh and um I don't know. I I honestly don't know when we can expect it. I'm not like super big on that. I really like Futurama, but I haven't. I'm not like a, a huge fan of The Simpsons or Futurama, so I haven't been tracking yeah, it. I'm I might not, need to give The Simpsons another shot because I'm enjoying Futurama a lot right now. I um, think Futurama is way better than The Simpsons. For yeah, sure. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I really like everything about that show. So anyway, Futurama um, is almost like the like like pre like Rick and Morty is almost like a like a spinoff of, in my opinion. Like it handles a lot of like sci-fi concepts and like uh, other universe concepts in a very similar way just like a little bit more tame because of the time period that it was produced in mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i honestly think that rick and morty almost like i think that justin Roiland and dan Harmon are probably really big fans of the simpsons and futurama and we're like what if we made our own version of this yeah so maybe i'll give that another shot too um anyway so futurama um hundred getting through season seven and i'm i'm very strongly thinking that we're gonna get some aliens right at the finale so we'll see what happens um we haven't gotten any aliens yet, and we're in the last season, but uh, some of the artifacts they're finding and stuff are making me think uh, they're going to drop aliens on us at the last moment. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to tell you about that. That show sucks. I can't believe you're still watching it. Yeah, go watch Big Bang Theory. <laughs> that show sucks, too. Um, I'm not... Yeah. Anyway, I watch bad things. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't. <laughs> um, I... Uh, 
I have been watching um, a few things. I watched a lot of documentaries recently. I also watched that show that Jeff was uh, promoting. Um, the, uh, the, what was that called? God damn it. It's not the founder. The one with Amanda Seyfried where she plays Elizabeth Holmes. Um, anyway, she, it's, it's pretty good. It's not as good as the WeWork one in my opinion, but it was pretty good. Um, I watched Baby God. Are you aware of this? It's mm-hmm. on HBO Max. No. Did you hear about the documentary Our Father on Netflix? Um, I saw the trailer for that. That looked really interesting. So Baby God follows I, – I thought – so I knew about Our Father coming out, and then HBO Max recommended to me the other day um, Baby God. And I was like, oh, this is that one that I saw about about the, the fertility doctor who was injecting himself into women, um, basically. Wow. And so I watched the whole documentary, and then I was like, wait, this isn't the same one. And so I Googled it. And Netflix, it's it's a different one. The two different doctors, two different doctors. At the end of Baby oh. God, you find out there's a there's a little you know after you know a little text pops up. It says that there's over two dozen doctors currently being investigated for this exact thing. I was like, are you kidding That's me? Horrifying. This is terrifying. This is a horrible thing um, that is happening. The Baby God documentary, I don't know that I would highly recommend it, but it was interesting. If you are into documentaries, it's at least worth watching. But, I mean, I'm not going to tell you, like, everybody has to watch it or anything like that. I'm interested to watch Our Father. It just released. I just haven't had the time to yet. Um, But, yeah, I watched that. Um, But my big recommendation is Ted Lasso. I started watching it on Apple+. Plus. because I was like, all right, let's see what all this hype's about, why everybody's been talking about it. Uh, let's see if it's actually that good. And I went into it expecting it to not meet my expectations. And boy, was I wrong. This move, this show is really good. Brian and Jeff are sick of hearing me recommend it, but I, I genuinely really like it. I think that it's a very, um, there's parts of it that come across really cheesy or rote or you know just kind of dumb but at overall like there's just like an earnestness and honesty in uh in the characters and i just i don't know man i'm, I'm on board i like it i just mm. it i don't know if you know anything about it brian but the first season is basically the 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 storyline from major league one it's like a divorced wife who inherited the team from her rich ex-husband in the divorce right she won it in the divorce or whatever and so instead of trying to win or do anything good with it she basically hires this guy this football coach from america to hire the soccer team or to play uh, to coach the soccer team that's been like a not great right. but to like run middling. It into the ground. yeah and she thought that it was going to run it into the ground and then he ends up inspiring them and like you know doing pretty well with the team and uh it's just it it i was like wow this is this is really feels like major league like you even have like same character archetypes you know what i mean like you have the grizzled old player and the young hotshot who doesn't listen to anybody and thinks he's the shit you have like the the assistant coach who you know whatever it just um it's good man it got me i like it i think it's really good it actually even has me kind of caring about soccer a little bit <laughs> um which is to say i don't care about soccer at all and i just pay attention to this show and now know more rules about soccer than I did before. Um, but yeah, that's my recommendation. Um, 
so yeah highly recommend if you haven't watched it i have a hard time believing anybody has an apple plus subscription and hasn't watched it besides brian but um yeah it's good man i, th I think you would i think you'd like it brian so sounds good check it out i'll check it out yeah and it's just like an easy comedy to throw on at night when you're hanging out with the wife so um yeah otherwise i uh would be interested to hear what people think of our um of our fan casting slash alternate casting options get in touch with us let us know what you think also let us know if there's a topic that you want us to cover um we've had some people reach out and and explain exp uh, express some interest in some topics and tried to include those and we'd love to hear more i mean there's a lot of you listening at this point like <laughs> just i'd love to hear from you guys and hear what you would like us to to hear from us or you know anything really uh just reach out let us know there's yeah. a sting coming up right here that'll tell you how to get in touch with us but and everyone uh, tweet at john ham to be real yeah um tweet john ham instagram john ham and kevin feige and all that marvel to get him as reed richards john krasinski i know you just got cast but you're out you're out yeah you got killed um you're done. quickly on that the rumor now is going around that because john watts who is the director of the spider-man the marvel spider-man trilogy um he recently dropped out as the director of fantastic four he had signed on at the end of last year to be the director and he basically just dropped out and just said that there were creative differences but that he's going to continue his relationship with marvel and disney but like he's just not going to do this movie the rumor now is going around that john krasinski agreed to be reed richards only if he could direct that's just the rumor not unconfirmed but we right now have a, a new fantastic four member who is also a director who has had two very successful movies in a quiet place and a quiet place too hmm. um and uh yeah see, i think that, that he could do it yeah. yeah i think he could really cool. do it so that'd be cool. who was right uh, about all these castings why was tyler wrong um john ham tweet at him and uh thanks for listening guys yeah thanks Thank you for listening to the Clever Kids Podcast. If you want more from us, be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Clever Kids Pod everywhere. Or you can get in touch with us at cleverkidspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And be sure to rate us on whatever app you're listening on and recommend us to a friend. We really appreciate it. Or don't. Whatever's clever.